We're back for week three of the Coach Mac podcast. Reminder, you can find this podcast on cmuchipwise.com or you can go on social media, find it on CMU Football's Twitter account or Facebook account. You can also download and listen to it on Google Play or on the Apple Podcast app. However you can get to this podcast, we certainly enjoy having you along for the ride. This week we're talking with Coach McElwain about a Mac coaches meeting that all the coaches in the Mid-American Conference had this past week getting their thoughts on what it's going to take to try and have an upcoming season as we go through these uncertain times. We also talk a lot of recruiting with Coach McElwain. I don't know if you've been paying attention to the Chippewas on social media, but they are getting recruits at a high rate, specifically over these last couple of weeks. Coach Mack and the staff doing an excellent job bringing in new prospects to the Chippewa football program. And then we've got Heather Osterley coming on as she had an excellent year in her first season as the head coach of Central Michigan Women's Basketball. So all of that and more coming up on Episode 3 of the Coach Mac Podcast. Coach McElwain, what's going on? Hey, you know what? This has kind of been fun. It, it's actually uh, you know, it's great to look forward to this every week. It, it, it reminds me of our times just uh, sitting there at Hunter's Ale House and uh, thinking about how good the food is there. And, uh, you know, having all the people. So it's been a really fun deal, Adam. Yeah, you know what? There there was a spike this past week. Now, I, I don't know officially what the numbers were after the first episode, but uh, I think maybe you talking about your water skiing last week. People people have become a little bit more invested in this podcast. <laughs> well, I, I think the visual of that actually is probably pretty <laughs> hilarious, That what some people might have, right? Yeah, I think we can all envision your uh, your maroon and gold trunks that you got out there on the water. <laughs> yeah, I, I I tell you what, some of the wipeouts I took, I might have come out of the water without trunks on. I think. <laughs> <laughs> Which I'm, that's even a worse visual. Yeah, we're right? staying we're staying completely away from that visual. <laughs> gotcha. Hey, Coach, tell us a little bit about this past week. Uh, I mean, I know you, you mentioned you were excited about uh, having a MAC coaches call, and we just got the news that there'll be a virtual MAC media day coming up in the summer uh, on a later date to be announced. But tell us some football things and how things have gone with, with you and the program and, and being in talks with the Mid-American Conference. No, I it, it was uh, – I tell you what, we had a great meeting. We've got, um, you know, really you – know, I, I, my hat's off to our commissioner and, and what he's doing, uh, you know, as far as keeping everybody uh, not only informed, but everybody together uh, during these times. And, and then being on, uh, you know, and seeing all the coaches, um, you know, on the, on, on the conference call, um, you know, yeah, we're all competitors and yet, you know, for the most part, we're all friends and, and, you know, want what's best, not only for our universities, but, obviously our conference and um you know i thought some really good things came out of it um as far as kind of everybody being on the same page everybody kind of uh playing by the same rules during this time and um you know we've got some quality coaches and and people involved in the mid-american conference how's everybody doing i I mean obviously you have relationships with these coaches and you coached against them obviously last year how do they seem to be doing well, first of all, I'd say uh, um, pretty interesting, a little bit like the draft we talked about, mm-hmm. um, seeing some of the guys' setups, <laughs> you know, as far as their <laughs> offices and what they're doing at their houses. Um, I, I thought it was 
you know, pretty interesting. And, uh, you know, I might say one of the coaches might want to actually move his computer or do his dishes. I think maybe that <laughs> might be a good idea, but, um, no, it was, uh, it was really good. And, uh, you know, a lot of good feedback. And of course we're all in this together. Um, you know, we're all, um, you know, going through the same things, uh, you know, at our universities, uh, as far as, um, you know, what we need to do to, to really help our players and, and our student athletes. And, and that's the, that's the really, the good thing I got out of it was, you know, really more than anything was, uh, you know, the concern all the coaches had, you know, for their players. And, uh, that's really where all of us are right now, but, uh, it was a lot of fun. We got really good information and, and, you know, moving forward, kind of, you know, talking about some of those plans of implementation, um, you know, as to when we might be able to get them back and then what that will look like. I think, you know, uh, people are probably aware of, of kind of those different calendars that have been out there. And, and, you know, one of the big ones, obviously, kind of a six week plan heading into, um, you know, your normal fall camp. Um, and what that'll look like, you know, our medical staff uh, has been doing a fantastic job at Central Michigan as far as how, you know, different things we can do, you know, to, to you know, test the temperatures, uh, be in small groups, um, you know, get them acclimated back. Uh, and at the same time, being very cautious as to how we do it. Did you feel more confident, and I know you don't know what, what's going to happen, but you and the coaches just kind of formulating and talking with the conference and trying to come up with a, a plan as we move forward, did you feel more confident coming out of that, that that you guys can hopefully come together and find a way to make this work? Well, you know, to, to say feel more confident or less confident, you know, um, I'm kind of one of those guys that really believes the glass is half full. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, um, and, and, uh, and, and I am a believer that, you know, I, I think we're realizing that, you know, this is obviously really scary times and scary times for everybody. And, and yet part of the mental health and, and well-being of, of, of our country, you know, I think a lot of people really miss sports yeah. and, uh, hope to see it come back. I don't think it's ever really hit me, you know, in the, 35 years of coaching and then whatever the years it was as, as a player prior to that, um, you know, that had that big impact. And uh, I think we're finding that out and we're going to do everything we can to get it back. And, and we've got great leadership um, kind of leading us in that direction. You mentioned about your medical staff and everyone working together from administration to the president of the university to, of course, Michael at the top of the athletic department. But with the medical staff, obviously, they're playing a huge role in potentially us being able to have sports come back and football come back. What are some of the things that they've done to help you and the program try and get prepared for the fall? Yeah, they put some really good things in motion and um, actually on our staff call, we, we got another great update from Brian today, our, our head athletic trainer and, and kind of some thoughts and ideas that other conferences, you know, he's doing a great job of networking with, uh, trainers from other conferences, obviously, you know, the overall, um, you know, trainer organization, you know, they're putting ideas and thoughts together as to how we can, you know, best, uh, 
you know, go through this and be safe. Um, obviously, the the cleanse, the you know, the 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 piece of the masks, the measuring the temperatures every day in and out of the buildings. Um, starting out, you know, with the smaller groups. And so, you know, our meetings may look different than they ever looked before. Um, and yet that's kind of our, you know, next responsibility is how to get the information to our guys, um, which we're doing a really good job of, you know, currently through, you know, through our WebEx and Zoom meetings, um, you know, with our individual groups and our offenses and defenses and even the team. Um, you know, it may look a little different. You know, we may be in different parts of the building and, and uh, be talking in one and guys seeing it in another. You know, there's a lot of different ways we can do it. And yet, uh, you know, Brian's been on top of this uh, from the get go and got total trust in our medical staff um, that, that they'll have a safe environment once our guys are ready to get back. Coach, you talked about being a glass half full type of guy, and it is looking at this unique circumstance that we're in right now, but taking a, a glass half full perspective, we get an opportunity to spotlight some of these departments that are always working hard for the football program and the athletics overall. But, I mean, we talked about strength and conditioning last week with Joel and the things that he's doing and they're doing, and this week talking uh, with the medical team it is pretty cool to to kind of see how much of an impact these people have, obviously during this circumstance, but always when it's concerning athletics and certainly your football program. Right. And I think, um, you know, one of the things this is kind of bringing to light is uh, the importance of the total organization. Um, you know, I don't think sometimes, you know, people might, you know, see it as, yeah, you get, you know, some coaches and then a bunch of players, right? Well, it goes so much deeper than that, and it's a, and, and it really is what makes Central Michigan such a great place to be is the coordination from the top. Um, obviously, it starts, you know, in in you know, with with our president and then our athletic director, who we've talked have done an outstanding job keeping us informed and really being concerned about not only the health but the mental welfare. Uh, of all our students and uh, that's been really good but within the total organization the amount of things that actually touch the desk you know of, of the head football coach um, and really how much we rely on on them uh, their work um, and really uh, you know it's so important for the overall piece of the student athlete uh, it, it's been really good. And, and I, you know, I'll even go further. Our nutrition, um, you know, which was highly, highly upgraded. And I think we saw the fruits of that, um, you know, investment this last season, um, as well as, you know, I mean, it. we've got some of the best janitors that, that help in our building that I'm telling you what, James, it, what this guy does, if I could get everybody to work as hard as him, <laughs> it would be in great shape. Uh, so, there's a lot of pieces that go in it and coordination. And, and yet here's the good thing. We've got great people in those positions that are not in it for themselves, but they're in it for the players. Well, here we are on, on May 6th, we're recording this and we're, we're getting ready for that potential upcoming season, knowing the limitations and some of the things you've had to do with uh, the COVID-19 
crisis going on right now. Do you feel confident or comfortable that you're in the spot that you would be uh, if if this were a normal off season? Well, I, I, you know, I, I, you know, what, what's normal? You know, I guess great question. Really maybe the question, <laughs> right? And and yet, uh, you know, I think there's a lot of things as far as our football program at Central Michigan is involved with. Um, that I think we're ahead of, you know, we talked early in that first podcast about, you know, taking this time to actually get ahead on opponents uh, that we're going to be playing next year. I feel really good about our pre-summer breakdowns of our opponents and, and things that we can do to, you know, hopefully help us, uh, you know, be successful in those games. Um, we've done, we've had a, uh, our, our, our recruiting, which is something that, you know, I, I really stressed, obviously, when we got here, um, you know, you, you take a job and you kind of get, oh, how do you put it? Um, you're kind of with with whatever's there, you know, whatever's available. You haven't had a chance to really build the relationships like you want to. Um, you know, I was really happy with the class. We were able to get together uh, in that short time. Um, and yet. I'm telling you, I, I, the way this 21 and 22 class are headed, one of the things we did was really reach out early and try to build relationships with some kids in those 21 and 22 classes. And, uh, you know, right now we're, we're, we're knocking it out of the park with, uh, you know, our early commitments. Um, you know, I think, I think we're up to around 11. I'm expecting another one here when we get off of this today. And, and, uh, and yet they're guys that not only are we recruiting them, but they're guys that have offers from a lot of different places. So I think we've done made some real good inroads that way. And I'll tell you that what, what we've done when you talk about the total organization, um, you know, Albert Karshnia that, that leads our um, recruiting office. Uh, we've been really fortunate and you're, you're seeing the fruits of it right now that we've been able to add, a couple really quality guys to that department that, you know, it was kind of a one man band before. And now, you know, with, with Jason Johnson and, and of course, John Leister, um, what those three have done for us in keeping this recruiting organized and the method behind it, um, making sure the evaluations are all together, making sure that the board is correct, making sure, all the different things as well as the virtual tours um, that we've been giving guys, you know, obviously they can't be on campus. So how effective can we be selling Central Michigan University, uh, the town of Mount Pleasant, uh, the people involved in the organization that we put on these virtual tours, um, just so, you know, that the, the recruits can have a good feel about where we're at, where we're headed, and the things that we have uh, to offer them, you know, that that are going to help them be successful uh, when they're Chippewas. Yeah, Coach, I know you're not a huge social media guy, but uh, I am. And every time I go to Albert's profile or scroll my, my Twitter profile here uh, the last week or so, I'm seeing that explosive meme, that smoke meme that he uses every time you guys get a new commit. And I tell you what, He's been tweeting that thing like every other day. They have been coming in a ton the last couple of weeks for you guys. Well, you know, credit credit that recruiting department and pushing us to 
you know, we were able to get guys on campus early, uh, you know, before all this stuff was hitting. We were doing it actually during, you know, what would have been regular visit times for last year's, uh, you know, signees. We were having junior days with the 21 and 22 grads. Um, I think building that relationship early was huge. And then, you know, doing these, uh, uh, <laughs> doing these, uh, FaceTimes and Zoom meetings with with the families uh, and the coaches all being on, and it it's been uh, it's been a different way of doing business, but it's actually been a fun way of doing business. And uh, you know we're making the best of it, and really we're doing that because of that recruiting department and and the tireless hours that those guys continue to put in. Um, you know, to help us be successful um, as a Chippewa football program. Coach, take us through what it's like for you when you're sitting in front of uh, a recruit or a family or or you're Zooming them or FaceTiming or on the phone now in the times that we're dealing with. What is your pitch to a a recruit looking at Central Michigan or trying to get them to come play football for you and this university? What are you telling them? Well, I think – Really, it's, it's, it has to do more about, you know, the culmination of the 35 years of coaching that, that, that have been through and being able to piece together the things that fit and more importantly fit Mount Pleasant and, and Central Michigan University. And, you know, for us, you know, it, it, it goes to sales. It goes to, you know, when you talk about business models, it's what is your point of difference? What is that? You know, what is that that makes you better than other people and, and other programs, I should say? Um, and I think what I've found for us, you know, it isn't about, you know, the, the, the flash. It isn't about a lot of that stuff, but it's about the people within the organization. And the one thing that they get when you're a Chippewa football player, when, when you come to play at Central Michigan with the way that we have things set up, is you're going to touch a lot of different people. It isn't just your position coach. It's not just your head coach. It's not just your coordinator. But it's all the people. It's We talked about the medical staff. They've got a huge part in how they sell the brand when they, when, when anybody, a player, whoever it is, walks into their environment, you know, we have totally uh, redone how we do business in those areas. Our academic support, uh, Michelle, Tyler, they, they've done an outstanding job since we've changed how we break up the individual one-on-one relationship to help them academically. Um, that's been fantastic. Uh, you know, our, our equipment and, and our equipment managers, uh, the way we run practice and their interaction with the players is something that, you know, is, is, is so big. And, you know, we're really fortunate, um, you know, in having an athletic director in Michael Alford that shows up and comes to practice and mm-hmm. says hello to the guys. You know, I mean, it's, it's really a, it's really a neat relationship. So, you know, when you, when you put together, okay, what are the things that are our real positives? Um, in other words, and, and, and what is going to make the point of difference in the sale? And that's really our people and the people of Mount Pleasant. You know, it's a great place to be. 
It's a great place to go to school. Um, the people in the town, um, you know, all of those things kind of go together. And that's really the biggest thing that, that, that we sell is sell the positive, sell the momentum, sell the great things that this place can do for you. But more than that, sell the people we have within the organization that are going to be involved in your life. Because as I tell all the parents and, and guardians and, and, uh, you know, aunties and grandmas and, and really it takes a village no matter what. And we've got a great village. Yeah, a lot of good things to sell about this uh, university and obviously this football program and beyond. Coach, I want to ask you one more question about recruiting and more so based on you being a coach and going through the changes of recruiting from when you started as an assistant to now uh, being at a couple of different stops as a head coach. Take me through some of the changes that have evolved in recruiting, where it was and where it is now. Well... And we don't I mean, have two hours here, it, Coach. Yeah, it, it's changed <laughs> so much, and, and it has to do probably more with now the amount of information that's out there. Yeah. Um, you know, the services, the film, the you know, everything that you have access to. Where, you know, when you started this, you watched, you were lucky to get a 16-millimeter film and be able to evaluate a kid. You had to do a lot of it. You know, if they were multi-sport guys, you'd go watch them athletically play basketball or wrestle or, you know, whatever. And, uh, you know, one of the biggest changes, uh, you know, when I first started this thing, you know, we would actually go out on the road and have them sign the letter of intent, mm-hmm. um, you know, personally while we're there. So, you know, we'd break that up and hit the areas that we went, would go to. And, and, you know, there may be four, five, six, seven colleges at a kid's house on signing day morning. And uh, there used to be the stories that, you know, starting that, that Friday, a kid might take a visit somewhere and then maybe disappear somehow <laughs> until after signing. And you would go, now, wait a minute, where'd this guy go? Right. So, uh, you know, I think them, you know, having that 48 hour dead period uh, <laughs> prior to signing has been a that that one was a needed, needed change. But, uh, you know, more than anything, I think the information that's out there now, um, you know, there are no secrets. Um, I think really doing research on guys through their, you know, their, their social media profiles can tell you a lot about a kid. Fax machines have been huge in the recent years. Are those still just as vital on signing day and early signing day? Yeah, you know, totally different now. You, yeah, you can take take a picture of it. It's and amazing. Send it to the compliance department, and and, <laughs> and that's good. Um, I I do remember the one time at at a school I was at. Um, we were all sitting there at 7 a.m. waiting for uh, these signees to come in, and we're staring at the fax machine and. <laughs> There was no action. And, uh, of course, this is all pre-cell phones, so you're trying to call people. And, well, come to find out, we didn't have paper in the machine. Once ah. we put paper in, they started rolling in. So. <laughs> well, there you go. It is very unique to see how, how things have changed. And, obviously, recruiting is only one aspect of the game of football. But uh, – a lot of changes, and that's part of being a head coach is adapting to the, some of those changes. And these are the current times right now. 
you know, that's the one thing you, you've got to, and, and I really, I learned this from some of the great head coaches I've, I've been involved with is you've got to constantly evolve in everything you're doing. And, uh, probably even more so now because technology evolves so quickly and rapidly um, that you've got to be able to stay on top of it. And yet I don't claim to be on top of it. And yet I've got a great staff of guys (laughs) that are on top (laughs) of it and and they help kind of school me up a little bit. Well, coach, speaking of great head coaches, we are going to bring in another head coach. Heather Osterley is going to come on and join us. Well, let me tell you, I, I am so excited about this one. This is because, as you know, I, I am such a basketball fan. And, uh, you know, I'm a frustrated basketball coach, which is that's part of one of the <laughs> deals, too. But at, at the same time, having Heather on and, and Heather, welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much. You know, Coach Mack, you told me you were going to put in a press for us this year. You never did that. <laughs> I never did that because when I watched, you didn't need the help. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. I, I, I can remember back, uh, I'm busting myself now, but uh, we had a uh, one of the universities I was at, and I used to go with the, the women's basketball coach, and we'd visit Dang there every day, and, and I'd, I'd say, you know, I just don't understand why you put your post on the point of the press and then ask her to run all the way to the other end. You know, like, yeah. you know, I know you got a big person on the ball, but geez, Louise, she has to run a lot, you know? Yeah, <laughs> she does. That, but. Well, tell me this, Heather, you know, I, first of all, you know, I've had a chance to congratulate you, but just so everybody, I, I got to tell what an unbelievable season. Tell me how much fun it was. All right. Let's not talk about, but just the journey of that season. How much fun was it? Oh, it was a blast. It was a blast because of the people I got to do it with, you know, our staff, you know, when coach G left, we hired Mark, didn't skip a beat. Uh, And then just the players that we had on the team were, you know, not only unbelievable basketball players, but really good people. Uh, And that made it, that made it the whole thing fun. You know, and coach G, what, what an uh, unbelievable run she had. I mean, uh, I mean, hall of fame career and, you know, in this coaching profession, you know, I've got to ask you this because they always say, you know, like, hey, be careful when you're following a legend, right? Yeah. You know, and and yet, tell me, uh, tell me, really, her involvement and, and how she's been through this transition. Well, I think the the fact that, like, I, as much as I can, I include her and in on things that happen within the program. Uh, there was a couple times early on where you know stuff happened, and I got really frustrated, and I called her. Uh, and, she, and I said, you know, I won't do this all the time. And she said, Heather, she's like, that's what I'm here for. Uh, so it's just been sh- her involvement, I think, has helped both of us in the transition. Uh, she still came around to practice once in a while. Uh, I will tell you in this time right now, I see her every day because we go for a walk. Uh, and so she's still she's still in my ear. She's still mentoring me. She's just as much as a part of it, just not around every day. You know, I think both of us are just so fortunate because, uh, you know, I, I think of myself having Coach Dramedy, you know, come to practice yeah. and be around and talk to the players. Uh, you know, having that having that voice and having somebody that sat in that chair has to be really helpful to you, don't you think? Oh, absolutely. I mean, things that you go through, you have no idea when you're a first-year head coach. You, you have no idea things are coming up. And, you know, she was always a phone call away for me. You know, I, I kid her because she's trying to move out of town here and it's like, 
you can't be moving away from me. Uh, but, you know, I know she, you know, eventually is going to make the move. And, and, you know, she's, she keeps telling me I can do the same things I'm doing for you now when I'm down in Saugatuck. So she'll always be there for me. Um, she's an incredible mentor, and I'm very, very thankful. Well, I think what we're going through right now, we're realizing we can stay in touch with anybody from anywhere with the WebEx and the Zoom and all the things that we're doing. Tell, tell me kind of how you're handling some of that with, with your current players um, and, and, and what are some of the things you guys are doing as a staff to stay in touch with them? Yeah, so our players, we, we do like a weekly Zoom call just to check in. Um, obviously, this is exam week, so I try not to bug them at all. Um, we're doing a couple different leadership development things with our team uh, every other Wednesday uh, with uh, uh, some people from the program. Um, it's like a military training, uh, leadership training through adversity. Uh, so we're, we're doing some of those things just to keep us together. I think the biggest thing, um, the message for our team is to keep communicating amongst each other um, during this time because, you know, everybody's home and, you know, just to keep us together as a team. And hopefully soon we'll be actually together on campus. You know, I, I uh, you know, talking a little bit, as, again, going back to the, the basketball coach piece, you know, my wife and I just enjoy watching your team play. Um, and, and the way they play so free and, and run the court. And, and you know, how, tell me where that kind of – where did you develop that philosophy? Because, you know, it's really – to me, it's, it's great as a fan. It's just watching the game, just watching your girls play and – and how hard they play and, and really together, you know, finding the open player and that kind of stuff. Tell me a little bit where, you know, your philosophy and background came developing that style. Well, I think uh, a lot of it was as a player, I knew how, how I wanted to be coached. You know, I wanted to be, you know, sometimes with women you get, you know, the confidence is, you know, maybe sometimes they're not as confident. It's like, I went into the season thinking, you know what, I want them to be confident to shoot the ball and I want all of them confident. So, you know, I told them the only thing, the only way they're going to come out of the game is not if they turn it over, um, is if they pass up an open shot. So I was trying to give them, you know, a little bit more freedom. Um, you know, a lot of our, we've, we've always recruited to play fast. Um, but I just, I wanted them to like, you know, take a second this year and be like, okay, like, I'm not, I, I don't want to be that type of coach that yanks them out every second they make a mistake. You know, I want them to be confident in their own abilities. You know, as a former player, um, when I grew up playing, um, I never met a shot I didn't like. <laughs> it's probably, which is probably why I would have loved to play for you, just to let you know that, you know? So, <laughs> anyway, so, uh, you know, these are these are strange times for all of us and we've talked about it but so have you developed any like you know I've got some really good recipes and stuff right now you know I mean I've been working the heck out of the kitchen you know out of the grill doing some things like that um tell me kind of what you've been doing you know and I think it'd be interesting for everybody about uh you've actually been coaching a little bit (laughs) yeah yeah I uh have two young girls on my the left side of my house and then two young boys on the right side and so we started doing basketball practice um and we keep our distance social distancing we all have our own ball um but it's kind of fun you know to get back out there and work with uh the kids they're excited about it you know yesterday i was like okay you guys 
too much chatting there. They were all over the place chatting about the neighbors and all this. And I'm like, you guys got to be focused now. Um, but it's, it, that's been fun. Uh, I do a lot of walks during the day. I probably walk close to 10 miles a day. Um, some with coach G some, some by myself. Um, I've been trying to keep my competitiveness up. I've been uh, racing people to finish puzzles. Uh, so that's kind of, <laughs> kind of trying to keep involved in the game somehow, you know, but, uh, the coaching has been fun with the little kids. Well, you know, I, I, I know running some of those youth camps over the years and this and that, that that's a little bit like herding cats, you know? Yeah. <laughs> you know, here's the one thing, you know, the whole social distancing piece. I mean, when you're talking basketball, it's it, which is no different than a pass route. It's about court spacing. Right, so mm-hmm. you know other. Yeah, so I could teach them. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> you know, we've got we got to spread the court. We got to spread the field. You know, I think I think we got that part down. You know, as far yeah. as being successful and and you know it's it's interesting. I think uh, you know Adam had kind of hit on it when we were talking before we went on, but you know the fascination kind of with this Jordan thing and when they were touching on the triangle offense with. Tex winner and and when Phil took Phil Jackson took over, um, yeah. Have you got any of those kind of that triangle offense piece? Are there some of those those bits and pieces that you carry uh, in your offense? Actually, not the triangle, but I was curious about. It. I've never really looked into the triangle offense. Um, right now, I'm doing a little bit more research on a five out. Um, uh-huh. Harry Peretta at Villanova ran a five out offense, and I just think with the personnel and the type of player that I like, um, I'd like to space the floor out a little bit more and go an open post. Um, so those are the kind of things I'm looking into now. Like we were really successful last year when our two post players could shoot the three yeah. uh, and we could really, really space people out. Um, and I think that's, you know, something I want to do more of um, working with our team this year I was hoping to put it in this summer, um, but that doesn't look like it's going to happen. So in the fall, put in a little bit more five out. There you go. The, the, uh, you know, I think you hit on something, and, and it's it's universal to any of our sports, but really knowing your personnel and then matching the system that helps them be successful, that's really what it's all about. And, uh, you know, we, we can go study a lot of this stuff, but, you know, really, if you don't have some of those people to to execute it, it's like, why am I doing it, right? You know? Right. <laughs> right. No, I, 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 I love that. Well, this has been this has been a blast i i uh i just uh i just really respect especially you know taking over like you did and uh i gotta tell you the run that you guys had and and how much fun you are to watch i mean i just think it's great for the people to come out and and watch you guys play because your kids seem to have such a good time playing do you does that do you get that same feeling yeah i think i think that's a that's been a focus of our staff is you know let's have some fun in practice. It's okay to laugh. You know, it's okay to, to joke around a little bit. I mean, they know when to get serious, but I will say the respect is mutual because I saw a difference in your team this year too. I mean, they were having fun uh, and your team can really score the ball. And I love to watch that. Well, we got to figure out how to do more of that, obviously. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, it's one of those deals where, you know, you wake up at night and you think, you know, it, it, do you ever do, I guess, you know, as coaches, I, whatever, you know, I, sometimes I'll go, you know, and then I'll end up waking up and like grabbing a napkin and, and, you know, drawing something that hit me or that kind of thing. 
Do you find yourself doing that when you're sitting around? Yeah, I'll do it. I'll just put it in my phone to just a reminder, like when I'm back at work, like put something in or work on something. But yeah, but the notes in my phone that I work, I use those a lot. You know, I think you and I just probably hit our um, generational uh, distance oh, right there. With yeah. You typing in your phone and me drawing it on a napkin, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. Well, I just got to say this. I, I thank you so much for taking the time to do this. I know those those kids in the neighborhood are sitting there wondering where you're at right now down at the park, and uh, and yet. Uh, I tell you, you're you're great for Central Michigan University, and just great for this athletic department. And so happy to have you. And hopefully, this is going to be a long run for you at this place, Heather. And let's not be taking any of these other jobs. You got me. I'm just hoping Michael will keep me around. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, I, I'm in his ear about it all the time. You don't worry about that. All right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I appreciate that. All right. Good. Well, that was pretty fun having Coach Osterley on 23-7, and 16-2 in the Mid-American Conference in year one, Coach McElwain. I mean, she comes in, takes over for a program, and helps them win their fourth consecutive MAC regular season championship. She really did have a tremendous year, and what a fun team she has to watch play. Oh, just a blast, and I just, I, I, I love the way to, I love watching her coach and, and what she does, and obviously put a heck of a lot of pressure on me as a first year coach too. You know, I mean, you know, what she did was uh, short of amazing. And, and uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm excited for the future of that program. And, and, you know, again, I think it, it really shows the, the quality uh, of coaches that Mike Lawford's been able to bring here, uh, you know, and, and put in charge a lot of really good things for the chips. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. A uh, lot of lot of competitive teams, great coaches, and fun student athletes to to watch go out and compete. Yes, sir. A little bit about the last dance. I wanted to get your thoughts. What do you think of the 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 docs so far? It's been every Sunday. It seems like must watch television. Are you enjoying it? Well, the problem is you got to wait till Sunday I for know. the next two episodes. I mean, it's like you know, what do you do all week, right? You're getting ready for the for the last <laughs> dance, but. Um, you know, it, 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 it's been fun for me, um, you know, I, obviously, a, a, you know, a little bit just being in, you know, being from Montana and, you know, Phil Jackson having grown up here and, and he used to have actually a little little basketball camp down the down the way uh, here uh, you know, on Flathead Lake every summer. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of neat seeing that, but really getting a little bit of glimpse you know behind the curtain i think is fantastic and you know my hat's off to the fact that they hit it at the right time yeah you know? <laughs> you know, people are begging for something like that and uh, i think it's become must watch tv i hopefully it's supplanted tiger king right yeah exactly no, it's, uh, I mean, in the world of Netflix and Hulu and all these streaming services where you can just binge them, they're making us wait every week. I mean, what are they doing to us? No, it, it, it's like, you know, when you used to have to wait for that show, right? Yeah. It, it, it's, 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 it's great. But, uh, no, our, our family, we've enjoyed watching it. Um, and, uh, you know, and, and, you know, it brings back memories, of course, um, you know, of times and sports and, and makes you reflect. And I think it's good for all of us. 
I tell you what, for, for someone like me that didn't get to watch Michael Jordan play because I was still young and growing up, you hear all the stories about how competitive of a guy he was and the way he was a leader on his team. But like you said, to kind of pull back the curtain and go back and see how he acted you know, in that last season and still be the fiery competitor that he was after all the success he had previously had, I think that says a lot about that guy just being a flat-out winner at the highest level. Yeah, no doubt about it. And, and uh, you know, those arguments will go forever, you know, who, you know, where, where your greatest players are. Sure. I just think it's great to be able to, you know, be able to look in and, and, and see some of the things that, that uh, these guys go through. I don't think sometimes maybe – everybody realizes, you know, how hard it is sometimes to be on every day, you know, and, and, uh, you know, the different things that, that he dealt with as well and, and his teammates. So, but it, it's, 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 it makes for great viewing and, uh, you know what, it's, it's fun to watch. And of course, again, being, being a basketball fan as I am, I mean, I love watching it from, from that standpoint. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Uh, looking forward to seeing the the next couple of weeks of the final four episodes and, and see how it all concludes, Coach. I got a question for you. See if you can play along here. Uh, I just wonder, can you can you keep a secret for a week? Because because I, I we've got more guests coming, but I don't think I want to give them away. So I was wondering, can we kind of tease it a little bit, but but not divulge and get into who's coming on the podcast next? Well, you know, I think. Right now, people are knocking down your door, right, to get on this thing. Is that is that what you're telling me? I, I think so. I mean, I think you don't. Your career has not come to its pinnacle until you get on the Coach Mac podcast. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. But uh, no, I, I wouldn't it be great if we were able to get a like former chip and maybe uh, be able to visit with 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 a former Chippewa and and talk about you know, their times here and, and really what they're up to. What do you think about something like that? I think that's good. I mean, I'm thinking maybe, too, someone that, you know, had success here at this level and then has gone maybe into the National Football League and had some success there. I think that's maybe the direction we should go next week. Well, let's do it. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> let's try to get it done. Well, we're going to see what we can do and, and see if we can find one of those many Chippewas that uh, have played at this great university and played in this football program and then gone on and been in the NFL, may still currently be in the NFL, and see if we can bring them on to the Coach Mac podcast and elevate their career just a little bit more. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah, this will be this. Will be, I hope we don't have to check with their agents, right? right? Exactly. Exactly. Well, hey, Coach Mac, thanks again. This is week three. We, we are pumped to have you on every week and be talking football and you know, just passing the time as we get closer, hopefully, to the fall. And hope you have a great week, great weekend, and looking forward to doing this again next Wednesday. Can't wait, Adam, and I appreciate you, bud. Thanks. <laughs>